Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, it is Sports Day for a Tuesday night with Sats and Rat. Welcome to the show. Big thank you to all our partners, especially Kia and the EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year and World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. I went to my first session at World Gym Australia oh, last week. Working on the guns. Do you know, even though that we've retired from rugby league, I still love doing weights. Can I, can I ask you? Yeah. Like, we're coming into summer. Yep. Are you going to do anything about the... About the what? About the, the thing you carry behind your legs, that thing that you... Well, that's a Sattler thing. <laughs> right. That's DNA. Right. I can't get the rid of that. The big salmon. Yeah. I can't get rid of that, unfortunately. I'm trying to get one. So I refuse to do squats or anything. So when I go to World Gym now, it's just all about... Chest and arms. Oh, of course. That's it. it. I, That's I, got it. A, I was looking at myself in the mirror this morning, Sats. Maybe I might need to come join you because <laughs> I feel like I'm fading away even more than what I was when I played. So I might have to come and do Actually, some Actually, one of the guys and... I trained with this morning at, at World Gym, he said to me, I saw Matty Rogers doing the rugby yesterday on Monday. Yeah, I yeah. said, yeah, yeah, he's doing it for Stan and Channel 9. He goes, yeah, yeah he goes, does he eat? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I can't stand side on behind a goalpost. His see body me, eats but, uh, itself from the my, inside my, out. And, and in a big wind, I've got to keep keep the ears tucked in because I'll, I'll blow away. But, um, yeah. Mm. But, no, it's good. You're, you're in the gym doing weights. I, yep. I, I swore I'd never lift weights, but I'm start after I finish playing footy. But I'm actually thinking maybe I might get back into it. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I once said when I finished playing rugby league I wouldn't do weights anymore. Mm. I've got to say, it's just becomes, it just gets bred into you, I think, throughout well, your career. Well, I, I, I love actually, it. when you're into it, I loved it, you know. Mm. So, you, you know, you're going to the gym with a mate, you're getting into it, you're training hard, but we'll have to sit tee up a time set. I'll come and do a workout with you. Oh, you know what I'm scared of? What? That first week when you're back into it, just the, the, the soreness. soreness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm my golf swing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, great show. As always tonight, we've got three burning questions with Daddy Vass. We don't know what they're going to be, so uh, they're always a secret. Now, Canberra Raiders, Queensland NRLW front row. Sophie Holloman did play with the Brisbane Broncos last year, or last season, I should say, is now playing with the Canberra Raiders. You know her very well, very well yeah. Rat. She's a great athlete, oh, former rugby union player. Yeah, yeah, she played for the Queensland Reds and yep. um, thought the opportunity to come over to rugby league was too good an opportunity to pass up. And she's gone from strength to strength, played for Queensland mm. in the origin earlier this year, and she's just a phenomenal player, but phenomenal person. And, and we'll get to know her a little bit I was later. watching a little bit on her today, actually. Does a lot of work in the NDIS and the disability. Special needs space, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Phenomenal. Pretty special, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, she is. Now, we have the good oil here on Sports Day. Cobram Estate, premium Australian, extra virgin olive oil, and Broncos fans. Well, if you're thinking that Paddy Carrigan, who didn't play last week, I actually forgot that he didn't play last week mm. leading to that game, and also, most um, importantly, Adam Reynolds, they will be right for the finals, the first week of the finals, which they will host, whether they're first or second. It doesn't matter. Now, Kevin Walters, he did confirm this morning on SENQ, Paddy and Heels that both Carrigan and Reynolds, well, they won't be they won't be far away at all. Hey, Kevin, just give us a quick update on Paddy Carrigan. We know, you know Renault spoke yesterday. He'll be back when, it, when, it, when it, the guns are firing. What about Paddy Carrigan with this yep. foot? Well, if this was a final this week, Paddy would be playing. So, okay. And same with Renault. All right. We're just going to take the extra time because we can. And because of the uh, season we've had, we've got that luxury now to rest those, those two and get them really primed for next week where they'll be really fresh to take on whoever our opponent may be. I've got to say, Rat, it, it is great to be able to rest your, your star players. When they come back into a finals game, doesn't matter how 
how experienced you are, it depends on the injury they got as well. Because you got some injuries that are real confidence injuries, aren't they? Like hamstrings and calf muscles, which Adam Reynolds has got a calf muscle injury. They're a real confidence injury, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. But 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 I'll say this: the fact that that Kevy's just said. If it was a final this week, they'll be playing. Mm. Means they'll still be training. Yep. Means they'll still be getting their reps in. Means they're still out there with the team, and they'll come back. I, I think as as good as when they left. Mm. Uh, different when you've got an injury that you just can't do anything. You get needled up on the game day and you play. You haven't been able to train all week. Um, I, I think, I think it's a smart move yeah. by Kevy. Mm. Um, he's done a good job with them this year, hasn't he? Do you know what's really interesting is that he, he talks about. How happy you and Daddy Vass, I think we we're talking about about this off air, and Daddy said he was he was going to allude to in his three burning questions around happiness in your in your camp. Mm. Whereas you know I, I heard him being interviewed by Patton Heels on SCNQ, and he's he's saying more or less he felt as though the group wasn't really connected, yep. wasn't really happy, so we had to enjoy, and because Kevy is this carefree, fun loving guy. Mm. There's a lot of people on the outside that were saying, now, nah, Kevy, you've got to be more serious. When he was saying, no, I've actually got to be a lot more relaxed. Loosen up. Yeah, loosen mm. up a little bit. And I suppose that's a big secret well, you into know, I mean, you success. would know yourself, Sats. Like when you're in a good team, uh, well, well, well the, the, the good teams that you've been in, sorry, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. The good teams that you've been in, I'll guarantee you, everyone got on well. Everyone was mates. And sure, you're not best mates with everyone, but everybody, you know, they, they got on well. Everyone respected each other. Yep. Didn't have to hang out with them. No. I look at Craig Gower. Craig Gower is a guy that had his own group of mates that he'd grown up with his whole life. As soon as the game finished, he was a great captain and a great teammate. But he'd spent a lot of time with his, with his, mates he grew his up extra with. mates, the, mm. the group, but not so much with his teammates. But that also, I, I think, um, garners a level of respect from his teammates. To go, like, he hasn't just forgotten his mates. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he's, he's bringing them yeah, along right. for the ride. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I'm big on that. Like, I'm big on that that respect and that mateship and and you look at um you know the american teams that have been successful and, and i'll use tom brady as an example he always talked about um you know he's is that the, the next the most important ring is the next ring mm. it wasn't about what happened in the past and it was about taking less money and pulling the team together and being one unit and then you see other teams that are all about the individuals making as much money as they can and you look at the great teams, the Melbournes, the, you know, the Bronx at the moment, you know, the Roosters of the past. You know, they've always been so well connected. The Panthers are a great example. Mm. They, people give them a hard time for the way they celebrated and carried on after they scored tries and won games. They're, they're just great mates. Yeah. And they're, they're loving the game. They're, they're, they're having a ball together. Like, that's what you want to see. People mistake that for arrogance. No, yeah. no, it's just great mates having a good time and kicking some goals. Do you know what? I'm watching that on Hard Knocks at the moment, which is on KO. Oh, I started watching it the other yeah, day. So yeah, so it's in week three now. They're following the New York Jets. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, has gone from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets. And he's the biggest off-season signing. And Salah, their, their, coach. Um, their coach, who's really impressive, he talks about these three different levels of competitors, a teammate. And the one that really touches home is the guy that money isn't the driving force. The driving force. Yeah, it's yeah. about the wins. What do you got to do to get the win? That's first. The money comes sort of second or third because yep. if you get success, the money will come. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When you start putting the money before anything else, um, it, you mate, I've seen careers ruined by it. You know, yeah. Going chasing money, going to a club that's not good for your career, not good for your future, not good for your development. Ash and, Taylor. Yeah. Just just drift mm. off. Yeah. 
So uh, that's going to be one of the big questions, and I suppose one of the big sticking points for the Broncos moving forward when they've got this really good young group. Can they keep them together? Mm. Are they willing to stick together for a lot less than what they'd get on the open market? Uh, let's get to a break. And on the other side of the break, three burning questions from Daddy Bass. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Three burning questions for Toolkit Depot. Daddy Bass. This is where you take over. What's on your mind today? Boys, I've hey? heard a fair bit of nonsense <laughs> about the Warriors. Yeah. Right. Why nonsense? What do you, what do you, what's non, what do you mean People nonsense? are saying that they are top four pretenders. Well, I can understand why. Okay. Please please tell. Please well, elaborate. Well, look at their last month of footy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they snuck home against the Titans 28-18. They almost got beat by the Tigers. 30 to 22, and there was some pretty dodgy calls in that in the refs game that they thought the, the ref was pretty average in that game. Um, probably should have got beat by the Eagles. They got in, got home in that by seven points, 29-22, and they, they beat the Dragons 18-6. Are they the score lines of a team that you think, oh, that's a top four team flying? They're, their last month of footy hasn't been great. They've they've been much better during the year, but their last month hasn't been great, and that's what's probably stuck in people's minds. I think the scorelines to me represent a side that's not used to winning, Mm. and so not really putting the foot on the throat, going on with it. Yeah, they're not used to winning because last year they finished fifteenth, so people don't expect them to win and win handsomely. Yeah, and I got to say, you got to you got to be careful underestimating a side that everyone's underestimating. Well, I, I think they're a better side than what the last month of footy's shown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think they're top four pretenders, but I can understand why people are thinking that. I think you, get, I think you just got to take your wins when you can get them, especially when you're leading into the finals. Yep. And, yeah, the resilience and the, and the substance that they've developed in their side is only known by them. Yeah. It's only understood by them. We're only speculating from the outside what, what we think happens in that club. They're the ones that know. Yeah. And I've got to say from experience... In 03, we were a team that was underestimated. We, 2001, we got the wooden spoon. Yep. 2002, we weren't much better. And then all of a sudden, when it looked like we were oh, going no one was giving, No one was tipping you. No, it looked like at one stage, we were going to make the eight. And mm. they said, well, they're just going to make up the numbers. And then all of a sudden, we we're going to make the four. And they said, well, they'll just be cannon fodder. And then when we got the minor premiership, they said, oh, they're probably, I don't know, probably a year or two away from actually winning a premiership. And then when we got to the grand final against the Roosters, everyone just said, oh, well, they're too experienced this Roosters side with Freddie and, and Fitzgibbon and Morley and co and Craig Wing. Um, so, yeah, next year will probably be their year. And then all of a sudden, you know, we rope-a-doped the Roosters in the first 20, 25 minutes and, and then were able to sort of go one-two and they didn't have any answer to it. So, mm. and what I mean by that is that when you underestimate a side that's, that everyone's underestimating, you've got to be really careful. Well, you can go in a little bit sort of like, oh, we've got these blokes. And you, and you don't need to be up you, against the top teams. You're up one or two percent. Yeah, I, I think no one goes in thinking, "Oh, it's just a matter of time before this team falls over." But because we don't understand from the outside how how resilient this team has become mm. and the fabric that they've been able to build as a as a side and as a, as a family, um, I think you know I think they're going to sneak up on a lot of sides. And to us, it's going to be sneaking up. 
To them, it's not. To them, it's this is what we're expected to do. I think week one is a real test for them, isn't it? Like, Absolutely, like they're, yeah. They're playing a top four team. They're going to be at home. Um, I feel like, you know, sometimes when you're when – you're, they're getting a lot of ink, a lot of press around their, their team. And sometimes you can, you can sort of start to believe it a little bit. And I'm sure – um, you know, that, you know, internally they're they're, they're not they're, they're pretty focused on their process and what they need to do. They need to get a little bit better. There's no question about it. But I'm I'm excited to watch their first semi. You can actually use it to your advantage. You know, oh, when absolutely. when you're riding the wave. Yeah. I remember when John Lang the week of Grand Final week, and we had to go on you know, footy shows and interviews and there's Grand Final two, breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And remember, Johnny Lang said this week, okay, I want you everyone to focus on your preparation. There's going to be a, like interviews and people are going to ask you to go on TV shows. And we thought he was going to say, lock it down. He said, go and enjoy it all. Enjoy it. Because yep. he used to always use Andrew Eddingshausen as the example. He'd say, he played 16, 17 years, never won a comp. Yep. So just go and enjoy it all because it may feeling. never happen again. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. What's your second one, Daddy? Uh, does resting players improve the likelihood of making a grand final or is momentum more important? Good question. I think it's, I think it's the identity of your side. If they're comfortable yeah. with their skin, they can go in. Like with the Broncos, with Carrigan and Reynolds and those sort of guys. But if you're the Canberra Raiders, for example, I think you got to – even the Warriors, I think they've got to – because they've never been in this situation for a while, they've got to be careful of, of resting players as well. But Just overplaying the situation, really. Yeah. You know, I feel like you can sometimes overplay it outside of the game – and you sort of forget that, you know, this is the thing we've been doing all year. Mm. We just got to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, look, I, I think it's horses for courses. It's not, it's not one size fits all, no no doubt. But, you know, a guy like Adam Reynolds, he's, a, he's an experienced campaigner. Knows how to prepare. Um, Paddy yeah. Carrigan, he's, he's played a lot of footy this year, plays a tough game in the middle. Um, it's not going to hurt him. Uh, for me personally, I, I didn't like it, you know, but I was, I was, you know, in the outside backs and, you know, I wanted to be on the field. I mm. wasn't doing the 30 tackles a game and, 20 hit-ups. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it is a horse's course situation. I think, I think it's a good move by the Broncos. Mm. Sophie's just called in. She's on the line. We're going to pause question three. Yep. We'll get back to it. Uh, it's around off-field and team mm. building. So okay. We'll keep that in our back pocket. All yeah. right. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Now on the charge and scoring right underneath the post is Sophie Holliman. There she is. She's one of the stars in the NRLW. Sophie Holliman, who plays for the Canberra Raiders now, and this is brought to you by World Gym, World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness and that young lady is on the phone. Join us on Sports Day. How are you, Sophie? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you uh, on board. And it's been great, the NRLW, oh, since its inception. Amazing. But this year, even more so with 10 teams. We're going to get to that very soon. But before we do that now, reading a bit of your bio today, and, and Rat knows you a lot better than what we do, but you're born in Tasmania, moved to Queensland as a teenager, and then... Rugby Union, what age did Rugby Union start taking over? Because we don't see many NRLW players that are born From in Tasmania. Tasmania. I know. So, you know what? I'll, I'll fix this one up now. But a lot of people think 
I was born in Tassie. I grew up in Tassie. My family's from Tassie. Um, but I actually was born in Queensland, in oh. Brisbane. But obviously, my dad was just obvi- um, just working there for, I think, a year or two. And then we moved back down to Tassie anyway. So, um, yeah, growing up, the, the family farms in Tassie. Yeah, my whole family's from Tassie. So, um, yeah, I started playing rugby union when I was 15. So, um, I definitely, growing up, obviously, in Tassie, loved AFL athletics, basketball, that kind of thing. And um, I don't know, a bit of horse riding here and there. But yeah, apart from that, like didn't have, didn't even know what NRL was. So um, it's pretty crazy, my journey, I think, to get here to the NRLW. But yeah, it's been a long one, but amazing. So you're playing for the Reds in uh, in rugby, Soph. And, and what, what made, what, what, what was the catalyst to the switch to come over to rugby league? love this question and I think it was the more professional I got within the 15 space the more I didn't like it and I think it was just the game in itself like a lot of people say oh league's so structured but you know what rugby union is so structured in 15 um, especially as a forward and I just got to a point where I just wasn't really enjoying it anymore and I felt like my body wasn't really holding up very well from playing sevens either and I'd kind of um yeah, past my sort of time in that and obviously spent a little bit of time with um, the Aussie Sevens before they went away to Tokyo and a lot of younger girls started to filter through and how awesome it was to see those girls, you know, get contracts and things like that. But I just didn't have the love for it anymore and I was living with um, Lauren Brown, Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle at the time and uh, I was coming home from 15's training from Reds and, yeah, they were just saying how much they love the program and how obviously in NRLW and uh, how good it's getting. And so if you need to come to the Broncos and obviously when I accepted that first contract from Kelvin Wright, they all left. So I was at the Broncos <laughs> myself, but I'm so glad I made the switch. Really, really glad. Yeah. Well, I, I guess you've, you've given us a, a, a good um, understanding of, of the difference, I guess, at the structure around rugby union. And, and, and I get that particularly in the forwards. I, I used to, I used to just shake my head at just, how much structure and, and what they had to learn. It was as much work off the field mm. as on it, trying to trying to learn all that. What's the difference between training, Soph, in, in rugby union and rugby league, do you think? Or, or what it is? Um, obviously, yeah. I think, um, I guess, like, in league, it's, like, a lot more, as a forward, um, you know your job. And, uh, like, you know where, like, the points you need to run to and you have, like, that really good, obviously, as a prop, you have that really good relationship with your half. And, um, yeah, I just like running the ball, like getting your hands on the ball. And I found in Union, it's just a struggle to get your hands on the ball and not just get smacked a metre from, you know, the defence line. So um, I think in Union, I'd say probably a lot more conditioning. But, look, league for me, that first game that I played against the Knights, I was blowing. And I was like... (laughs) This is so much harder than playing a game of Union. I just felt like you can't hide like you can in Union if you need a little break. (laughs) In the middle, you've got to keep working. Otherwise, it messes the whole system up. So, um, yeah, no, I found them very, very different. Obviously, sevens trainings were just bonkers. Like, Mm. you just don't stop running. Um, But, yeah, obviously, that was, yeah, completely different ballpark. But, yeah, between 15s and and league, I just felt like... um, yeah, I don't know. A lot more, a lot more structure in rugby union. 
Now, Soph, we, we're going to get to what you do off the field because the NRLW, you're not full-time yet. So you've still got to work uh, in some space and also train as well. So for the listeners, take us through a full week of what training would look like for the NRLW. Yeah, cool. So obviously um, pre-season's a little bit different. We had uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, trainings. Oh, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday morning trainings. Um, and then obviously... Coming into um, game time, it depends what, what day you play. So, obviously, if we play on the Sunday, um, you kind of – it depends on the turnaround, but we'll just go off this week. So, we played um, Sunday. We travelled back on Monday. Uh, we're training um, tonight and tomorrow night. However, tonight's a lot more shortened. It'll be just a bit of a, a flush-out run. And then tomorrow we'll do a full team training then you have another captain's run on top of that, which we'll do Friday. And then we have our Saturday game day. So always two trainings and then a captain's run for game week. What about the weights room? You spend much time in the weights room with the NRLW? So? Yeah. Yeah. So um, pre-season, obviously, every training um, and an hour before we go out onto the field. Um, so always the gym before field, which is awesome. Um and then, obviously, coming into um, game week, it's a bit different. So we do um, gym two nights of the week. Uh, so we'll do gym tonight and then um, gym tomorrow night. Obviously, it's just a, it's a little bit different this week because usually we don't have um, that Monday flight coming home. But being in Canberra, a um, bit of a regional area, there wasn't a flight back Sunday night. So um, our week this week is a little bit different. It'll be managed a little bit differently, but... Yeah, during um, this week, probably only two trainings, but obviously having so much time down here in Canberra to um, work, train. I've actually started um, Pilates here at Ground Up, and it's <laughs> awesome. So I feel like that's, that's really good for the um, the old body. Yeah, nice one, Soph. So, so you moved to Canberra from Brisbane. Now, Brisbane, you know, you've got that nice warm weather. Um, but you, you're from, you, you've lived in Tassie. So are, are you loving Canberra? Because you, you must be used to the cold, eh? Do you enjoy it down there? Yeah, I do. And you know what? I'm at GIO Stadium right now. Um, we have our club our club photos tonight, and it's about 18 degrees when I'm in wow. my kit. So I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. So I'm loving the weather so far. <laughs> uh, a, lot of, a lot of locals have said it's not been as bad um, weather down here over winter than it usually is. So... Um, I don't think I experienced a full Canberra winter. There was one morning we rocked up to our captain's run. The fog was as low as the goalposts, um, <laughs> and it was minus two, I think. Whoa. And I spent the morning with my gym membership card scraping the ice off my windshield, just going, hmm, <laughs> I'm glad every morning's not like this. But you know what? It's actually been really good. Um, training at night, too. There's only been a couple of trainings that were like, holy heck, let's keep moving. Um <laughs> It's cold, but, yeah, I think obviously coming down here, um, Bortho, he said it's going to be a fine if anyone says the word cold. <laughs> so we had that um, fine system in place from the get-go, so no one complained. It was always, oh, gee, humid night tonight, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, apart from that, it's been fine. Honestly, I've actually really enjoyed my time down here. Yeah, nice one. And our community is very important to you, and, and the Canberra Raiders, I've got to say, they've got one of the most parochial, supportive fan bases. Yeah, true. Is, it, is that one of the reasons why you, you went down there? Do you enjoy that community? Absolutely. It was a massive part of my decision to come down here. And I saw it from the get-go. 
And um, not only, yeah, like just little things about walking down the street and, or, you know, rocking up to a, a, um, one of the girls' club trainings and being like, oh, so she played really well on the weekend. Or, you know, it's little things like that, like that everyone gets around around here and it's awesome to see. So, um, yeah, very, very grateful. And like our first captain's run, the amount of people that showed up just to, you know, get a signature and even our first signing session. I think we sat there for an hour and a half to two hours after one of our games and um, the line went out the door of GIO and was apparently snaking around. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were saying, oh, get comfortable because you're going to be here for a while. But it just like, it was something that we wanted to give back to the community to meet everyone and everyone grabbing photos. It was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, good stuff. That's yeah. awesome, isn't it? Being exposed to that so yeah. early on in your career. Now, working in the disability space, I uh, saw a really good story about a young man that you're working with, who played for the Cronulla under 20. So tell us a little bit more about that off the field, Soph. Yeah, so I obviously, um, yeah, started work in the disability space a, a couple of years ago. And I was at a point in my life where, like, I was playing footy and I wanted to make something of myself with footy. And any job that I had, like, whether it was hospitality or something, like, I got into a double degree for teaching, but... I didn't want to do that because uni times clash with footy times and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I loved school and I was good at school, but I just didn't really feel like I wanted to go to uni. So I um, I was really like just open to trying anything. And yeah, I uh, got asked to um, come and start work with uh, this quadriplegic. He was um, from Coolangatta actually, um, different, different guy. He was in his 50s, um, had his accident just getting dunked by a wave. And I, to, to this day, he is like uh, a mentor. He's like a father figure. He gives me advice. Um, he comes to my footy games when he can make it. Uh, he is just awesome. He um, messages me all the time. He's like a, yeah, he's like a coach. He's like, oh, I think you should try this, do this. Uh, and he came from obviously a rugby union league background as well from New Zealand so he had a massive impact on my life and I think starting work with him and obviously Millie's little sister Hannah and then it just started like word of mouth and I was working like just as a sole trader and um, I just started getting random phone calls actually and being like hey do you have any availability during the week to work with my daughter or work with my son and I think from there I just didn't stop working and I loved it though like I would just bounce from one participant to the next and go and do something completely different um, with them. And they were all so different. And mm. I just got to know them all so well. And I just, yeah, can't see myself doing anything else now. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You, you think you're going in to change someone else's life, but they change yours. Mm. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, that's now, so true. Now, before we let you go, nickname Chewy. Mm. Why Chewy? <laughs> Okay, this is the biggest hype-up story, and it's, I tell you now, it's not going to be great. <laughs> so, um, prop number 10 for Titans, Jess Elliston. Yes. I've played footy with her for about six, seven years now. Her dad was my first um, sevens coach for the old Crumb and Alligators up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. And so I went to my first training. Um, that's when I first met her, and... I was really sick with sinusitis. I had done a con block and I um <laughs> I stood there and I just went and spat on the ground and she looked at me and she just went, 
Oh, Chewbacca. And if you've met Jess Ellison, you'll know how much that girl can run her mouth. She, whatever she's thinking just comes straight out. So, look, that's it. And then from there, I had um, a lot of coaches coming up to me. Like, I think it was Ben Gollings for when we started um, Bond A on Sevens. And yep. he came up to introduce himself to me. He's like, oh, it's Chewy, isn't it? And put out his hand. And I like took a second and I was like, Oh no, this is stuck. It's real. I thought it could just be a thing that stays within the Gators space, but um, yeah, that's how I got it. And then anyone in like Bon Uni, uh, Reds, everyone calls me Chew, Chewy, whatever, really. Um, <laughs> but it actually hasn't really stuck down here in Canberra. Oh, well, well we might so. change that. Well, one <laughs> of your one of your teammates who will, will go nameless has said that the reason why your nickname's Chewy is because you snore like Chewbacca. <laughs> Listen, it's been great to get to know you, Sophie. It's um, you know the NRLW is just it's firing. It's just flying, absolutely flying, and uh, you're playing a major part of that as well. Sitting fourth at the moment, important game against the Knights this week. You were sitting second, but either way, uh, what you're doing at the moment is uh, really inspiring for for young females around the country. So thank you very much for World Gym Australia, trained for support. Uh, for the sport you play, building the next generations of legends. Sophie Holliman from the Canberra Raiders. Good luck this week, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and, yeah, love what I do. So anyway, I can give back, I definitely will. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Before we get to our news update for Polaris, let's continue your third question. A great chat with Sophie Holloman. Yeah. 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 What a great young lady. Good sense of humour. Now, Daddy Vash, your third question for Tooled Kit Depot. Three burning questions. Just a quick one. Yeah. Uh, what makes a premiership side off the field? Now, Walter said this morning that since he's come to the club, mm-hmm. he's really tried to focus in on getting a tight-knit group. When you go back to 03... And, and Rat, when you were, you were playing as well, how important is it to have that? You yeah, know? As Rat was saying, you don't have to be best mates. you just got to respect each other. You've got to be mm. fair on each other. You've got to be hard on each other. But most importantly, you've got to, just got to have good players. Yeah, good yeah. players. But but those good players need to prioritise. They've got to set the standards. Yeah, the best yeah. players got to set the standards. So if they're, yeah. if they're doing that, you're a chance of winning a comp. If you're not, and they're, they're not the ones setting standards, you're never, ch- never a chance, no. are you, Rat? No chance. No. Yeah, that was the last question for <laughs> three burning questions for Toolkit Depot. Let's get to the break. And uh, and after the break, we'll have some US Open tennis, which started last night. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. US Open, Flushing Meadows has kicked off. Uh, it's not really kicked off, is it? Has served off. Served off. The US Open. Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, it is. Or Arthur Ashe Stadium. That's the main stadium, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually completely flew under the radar with me. I didn't realise it was on, to be quite honest. But fourth seed Holger Rune has crashed out. On court five, uh, defeated in four sets by the Spaniard Roberto Baena, who um, and Dominic Team 
defeated the 25th seed as well. So, and what's happening in the women's? Well, women's, we've got Aussie Daria Seville. She's yep. through to the second round after winning in straight sets. Yes, Switek uh, and also Azarenka, they're through to the second round, yeah. as expected mm. as well. So the US Open, we'll, we'll catch up with Brett Phillips actually while the US Open's on and, and as we get a little bit closer to the final uh, the final 16. So, yeah, watch your space a little bit more with the US Open. This is Sports Day with Sats and Rat and we'll wrap the show up after the break. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Well, let's wrap the show up. And big news, bad news if you're a Raiders fan. Prop Josh Papali'i missed the remainder of the 2023 season after suffering a biceps injury. So the bicep tendon is undergoing surgery today. Right? Yeah, it's horrible news for Canberra. I think mm. that might spell uh, the end for them. He's just such a big part of their team. Yeah, coming off the bench, but actually having a real, oh, impact, real impact off the yeah. bench. Tried, yeah. Scored a try last week. He's, he's just he's their he's their heart. He's their spiritual leader yeah, exactly. in that team. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I hope they hang on because they've been in the top eight for majority of the season. So I hope they hang on. Through round twenty-seven, and we've seen the mass changes for the for the teams throughout the day, which mm. isn't expect which, which was, was expected, expected, I should yeah. say. Yeah, this is Sats and Rat for Sports Day on a Tuesday evening. We'll see you tomorrow night.